Hello and welcome to Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. My name is Mark. I'm hurt. I'm old. I'm kind of fucking tired. But I don't work with children. I work with my wonderful wife, Jamie. Hello! (laughs) And we are back for another episode of Antics of Drinking Caffeine, making sure my ring camera is working on my phone and talking about wrestling. Yeah, talking about wrestling. The other two things don't really apply too much in this podcast. We don't really talk a lot about coffee. I was thinking about that the other day. We don't. If anybody has any suggestions, now, I'm not quite a coffee connoisseur, and I think that's that's something we don't really set as a precedence, this we, being coffee and wrestling podcast. No, we're not like, we're, we're much more knowledgeable about wrestling than we'll ever be about coffee. Right, that's why the, the, ha- the, the, the hashtag, the, sub, <laughs> the subtext, the sub, yeah. I don't know what subtitle? the words are. I don't know. The subtitle um, is a wrestling podcast. Yeah, there's we, just coffee here. We do. Um, however, Let's clarify that. However... I'm not against a good cup of coffee. And if you know of a coffee brand that is good, that you enjoy, that not everybody knows about or does everybody, that everybody does know about, that isn't the, you know, your Maxwell House and, you know, Toll House and... Sure. Uh, what's the blue one? Maxwell House. I already said that one. Doesn't Folgers, matter. Folgers. Folgers. The there one. we go. That's the red one. Nothing comes close um, to If you know a good one, tweet at us. Let us know. At CAW yeah. Wrestling Pod. We're not big dark roast people, though. Uh, not, I mean, I'll, I'll drink a little bit of a dark roast, but I know you're better. not. You say um, that, but then but you don't like it. We're not We're not really, we're not coffee snobs either. So throw, no. what, what do you got? Do you got something that's tasty? I drink mine black. She drinks hers with a little bit of cream. Are we wrestling snobs, though? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. We have a podcast about wrestling. Of course we we're are very we judgy wrestling uh, fans, so I think this is perfect for us. That sounds terrible when you put it that way. Well, I'm constantly looking over at you and saying, what? Or what just happened? Like, you can explain better to me what I just watched on Raw? I love how you went directly to Raw. It's got to be Raw. I don't know what we're, we're watching. I don't know. I know what's going on. You do? I do. Well, I'm glad. I'm, They're waiting. If, if you know what's going on, please. please let the wrestling world know because nobody. Oh, knows it's so what the obvious. We all on. know Everybody what's thinks, going on. Okay, what do you got? Vince is back in charge, and we're all just waiting for the draft. I thought you meant to say the the sale. The sale? When is that, I don't know, and I don't care. That's supposed to happen like uh, next summer, if I or is it supposed to happen during this summer? I really don't know. Haven't paid attention to it. How fast can Vince McMahon sell his family company? As fast as Vince McMahon wants to. I don't think anybody with really... that mustache. Oh my god, he is a villain if I've ever seen one. Snake oil all day. <laughs> I, I'm very surprised that not many people are having the conversation of that Vince McMahon is getting rid of WWE from the McMahon name. You know what I mean? Yes. Again, uh, uh something that his family, you know, historically it, has owned, and his well, father... not just owned, like his entire family, like that. That's been the business. It's it's shaped. Pro wrestling, it's sports entertainment. Sure, you McMahon's know, have been a huge part in that. It's it, it, it's been the. I mean, for a while, it was the only part in it. Yeah, what you know did what WWE I mean? just say today? The the championship the 60th year of the uh, world championship. Absolutely insane. It's gone through a bunch of uh, different iterations, sure. different names. We've had, uh, different, I mean, of course, obviously different champions, but you know, just sixty years of a, of a belt. That's insane. It but really is. I'm not gonna lie, though. I did see that tweet. And they had the initial, it might have been on Instagram, the initial like photo was Roman Reigns. Yeah. And I had to read it a few times because I thought they were saying Roman Reigns was turning 60. Oh, yeah. Like, like, that that, can't that be doesn't right. make any sense. Can I throw a random thing at you and just say, in your personal opinion, who's mm-hmm. been your favorite champion in WWE? Like, Heavyweight, overall, like world champion. World like. champion? Oh, my God. I mean, 
I feel like I'm kind of biased because. No, it's okay. This is just you throwing shit out and Stone just Cold like Steve Austin. Yeah, I, no, fi- okay. I figured. Let me let me let me back that up. I guess I don't know. I love. I, I, I'm a diehard Stone Cold fan. Had three, four shirts that I kept in rotation like God, for years when I, I was a still kid. Had those. I know. Well, I had the You're not the same. I size. had the <laughs> lamest one though, and I've told you about this. It was you know, of course, he threw up the middle fingers, and you can't put that on a T-shirt and sell it to a kid. And this was WWE. This was a WWF shirt. This was a WWE shirt. Because I remember that distinctly, because I I didn't understand originally, back being like a you know a, a, a young kid, I didn't, yeah, we I didn't understand why the fuck all of a sudden the wildlife foundation what does walks that have in to and do says, with hey, our panda bear has a problem with your logo, and they changed the entire <laughs> the entire namescape of my of my fucking childhood. Um, but I had a Stone Cold shirt with you know he's got his hands up in the air, and you know that they're middle fingers. Yeah, and you know it's got Stone Cold down at the bottom. You know it's yeah, cliche. he's up on the top rope, right? Probably. Yeah, uh, he's got the vest. But instead of like them photoshopping his fingers out, yeah, th- I know exactly him, what you they mean. They made him into two snakes. Yeah, they look but so they're candy. They're facing ass. the wrong way. <laughs> they're facing like their mouths are going towards the like his the backside of his arms. Uh huh. So he would have to, in order for those like snakes to <laughs> like look at you in a menacing way, not not raised up in the air, he'd have to have his arms up like he's a puppy dog, like begging uh, for the a way treat. you're the way you're doing this is very T Rex. Uh, <laughs> like he would, because that's the only way these 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 god awful snakes on the end of his hands would have it. Uh, but, Absolutely uh, but amazing. Favorite world champion, amazing. Um, probably The Rock. I can't think of one that was more charismatic. That just, I, and and even before he got the belt, there was that promo between uh, when he was in the Nation Domination. <laughs> yeah, he just and Farouk kept is going insinuating on. the strap the entire time. Farouk's, never says a yeah, word. Farouk's just going on, I like, "I'm going to get that belt. It's going to be the." And the entire time, the Rock's just over his shoulder, like laughing at him, like rolling his eyes, looking, pointing at himself, like doing the the hand motions with the belt. Like yeah. it's just so good, and I can't think of anybody that. And I'm sure somebody's going to be like, well, what about when Ultimate War? You can suck my butt cheeks. No, it's cool. This is just like I said, this is just for like who you have to say. Because, I mean, I agree with you. The one that's yeah, the one that sticks in my head has got to be The Rock. The same. Same. I don't know if I've ever talked about my infatuation with The Rock growing up, but The Rock is what was the like pivotal point in me becoming like a huge wrestling fan as a kid. Uh, same with like the Dudleys and the Hardy Boys, and that was just like the. You have a rock beanie baby. Yeah, yeah, I have a rock <laughs> beanie baby. I've written uh, uh, like reports and like essays and stuff about speeches uh, in Florida that are called Tropicana speech uh, about the Rock. And what do you know just about that? Forage read, read his books and oh my god, oh, he's such book, a mark for his, him. His Maui's like ini- Maui. his in- <laughs> his initial autobiography that came out. I was like one of the first books that I read and like really. Like, no, I guess not one of the first books, but one of those style of books that about somebody's life that I really was like, wow, this is really interesting. Yeah, same. And ever since I read then, it like the Bible, I ev- just read it religiously. <laughs> like, no, like I'm not joking. I, yeah, it's it is. <laughs> I read it all the time. I just thought it was so interesting. Uh, yeah, it was. It, I love uh, the Rock. By far, stands out the most in that era, and I'm probably wrong in the epicness of matches or the length of somebody's reign or the magnitude that it had on it's the wrestling landscape. But it's so rare to have somebody who can talk on the mic as well as they can wrestle. Oh yeah. And the rock never did anything horribly complicated, but he had such sensational moves and he had so much like either comic effect or just overshowing. There's so much, there's so much pizzazz. 
There was There's so much. Just no wonder he's he a, just, he's an actor. Like he, he just emanated it when he walked out. Like you just you have to it, own it from the music to the 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 swagger of the walk, yeah, the, the eyebrow. outfit. You know. Oh my god, so good! Just the way he picked up a mic, it was just like, oh, this is gonna be serious, you know. Yep. But yeah, sixty years of of champions. Uh, Roman Reigns would have five more years before he even beats. Bruno San Martino's record, yeah, but think, you know any, he's doing a really. I don't think anybody's going to touch that. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't. I really I don't think anybody not. should. I mean, if at any point or if anybody's going to right now, would be the way to do it. Yeah, but five more years of Roman Reigns no, having the title, I can't no do way. Part time. The the entire <laughs> the, the entire WWE would revolt. Revolt is a fun word. Let's go with that and continue on with WWE. Let's talk, and we only need a few few minutes, maybe one. Uh, let's talk about. <laughs> Did you hold on? Who? We're just gonna skip over the idea that you just used the word revolt, and WWE is a transition into more WWE. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right continue. back. We're, We're circling right, right, right like back it never in. Never even happened. We were talking about great things with WWE and The Rock. This is a different time now. We're having backlash in Puerto Rico oh. on May sixth. And it, their match that they announced, they just tried to slip this in. Like, we weren't going to talk about this. And this is all that Twitter's talking about besides Mercedes Monet. Seth yeah. Rollins versus Omos. It's okay. Well, hold tell on. me hold Vince on. is in charge. Let's go through without let's... telling me Vince <laughs> is in charge. <laughs> let's go through. I've got it. I've got it up right here. We've got Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn will be taking on the bloodline. Okay. Got a pretty good storyline going with that, regardless of our of, our, of yeah. personal feelings. Uh, we also have Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, and I've it's not for me, and we'll talk about it if we want. <laughs> um, but I can see it's going over in the WWE right now. People are talking about it. People are really wanting to see this match. Great people. If it, people enjoy it, then <laughs> that's, best that's of luck. That's the goal, to it. right? We have Rhea Ripley versus Lena Vega. Kind of interested I'm into in it. that. I think that Zelina Vega has a great potential to be a top tier star and obviously Rhea Ripley is killing it we have Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed this is an just over and over again with Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to see what they're doing with Bronson Reed in this me too but Bobby Lashley didn't need to be in this match of course not I think the only reason they did was just because big meaty men need to fight big uh, meaty men and Austin okay. Theory's gonna look really bad if he doesn't win this mm-hmm. one and then we have, like you said, Seth Rollins will be taking on the they call him a Nigerian monster, the Nigerian prince, or Nigerian prince. I don't know, Omos. I don't know. I and feel like the they put the roster in a hat and picked two people. I think they, even Seth didn't seem real excited about this one. <laughs> I, I think they picked Seth Rollins because he's a name. He's a big star. Sure. And they want to put Omos over. Whoever is Are they gonna let him pulling win? the trigger. I don't think they will. I don't no know. No way is Omos going to win that. But if he loses it, then it's like, what are we doing? Like, why I, are we even yeah, having... I, why I, do we have Omos on the roster if he just keeps coming in? They won't even let him speak for himself. It's not like we've he got can't. What? We've got, what, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks until the, until uh, Backlash. Yep. This this they've, I don't even think matches. I've ever seen these two in the same room so I don't know where this match came from. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing with this. I, 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 <laughs> they literally and, were and like, reaction, we don't know. We don't know. The global reaction of, of everybody just going, when did this happen? Happy 316, by the way. I just saw the clock. Oh, very nice. But people like, real questioning, like, where did this come from? What what implemented a match between Omos and Seth Rollins? Um, 
hopefully in the next two weeks we'll see some type of like discre- or you know I mean you can't backpedal with that now well no I'm, I'm just saying like we can just hopefully <laughs> see something of why this was set up I mean yeah. like you said uh, Seth Rollins reacted on Twitter very like like the rest of us like okay I don't know where this well, came from well he hit from. the Ace Ventura alrighty then meme <laughs> and then yeah so Maybe and I've I've always like thought that maybe the WWE does this and I know I know I know that AEW does this, but do you think this is just an instance of let's see how much heat we can create on social media to get people talking about it because I and I've said this a thousand times before, heat or no heat, it's it, it, whatever you end or I'm sorry not heat or no heat but good or bad heat is heat like people talking about yeah. good bad or indifferent is. I guess they don't really have to worry about backlash being like a big thing. They can still ride the coattails of WrestleMania right. if like they don't do well with backlash. Um maybe. But I'm I'm really am at this point. Like we're actually going to uh ROH again for the live tapings. We're gonna be busy this night. Yeah, we want even... backlash is gonna be on, so we won't even be able to watch it even if we wanted to. Um not really interested in in watching it to begin right. with i'm kind the of glad other, we're busy the only other match that uh <laughs> that i forgot to say i just didn't write it down was uh and i don't know if this is official yet but bad bunny will be taking on damian priest okay um yeah i mean bad bunny is good for being somebody well, he's who Puerto just Rican, comes so in i'm sure that, that that has a lot to it because he's you know been very vocal about backlash going to Puerto Rico. Sure, they had him, he's the they host had him of announce it. it. Is he? A, I thought he was a host of. Oh, that's right. I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. Bad wrestler. Um, so I don't know if he'll be. <laughs> it didn't work out for the Miz when the Miz hosted WrestleMania, and he, he got had knocked fight. out by Snoop Dogg, a fifty-year-old Twitch streamer, formerly a rap star. I mean, he's a Twitch streamer. Yeah, I don't know if he still does it, but I know for a while there, it was uh, Snoop Dogg would just get on twitch and just play video games and talk to motherfuckers and they donate money money to him like he was a normal switch twitch streamer oh god i bet that was entertaining there's actually you can look at it online he left his uh twitch stream online it was like for 18 straight hours oh okay i did hear about that yeah. i didn't realize it was yeah. twitch i, I like, don't know if, like I, said, I don't know if he still <laughs> i don't know if he still does this, does it anymore but i know it, it had to have been probably pretty entertaining uh <laughs> but speaking of snoop dogg his cousin mercedes monet yes is killing it well, I guess not really killing it. Um, <laughs> in my eyes, she's killing it. Yeah, and I'm just a lowly guy. Hey, you don't have to have the strap to be killing it. You know? uh, right. Well, she no longer does. As she lost she her no IWGP Women's Championship at uh, Stardom's event this morning. Yes. I don't know. The, the, depending on what time zone you live in, that might be tomorrow. Um, but she lost the belt, and a lot of people had speculated that this could be an indicator as to whether she stays with. The Japanese promotion, or right. if she comes back over stateside and <laughs> rejoins WWE, maybe goes right, to because AEW. she lost the belt. You know, she's leaving. Yeah, it's kind but, of a, kind of kind of a telltale sign that somebody's leaving a company. Yeah, but uh, it seems that doesn't be the case. Doesn't seem to be the case in this situation here with know. Mercedes. She said she's going to continue working with uh, NJPW, and her next stop is Resurgent, which is in Long Beach, California. Yep, on May 21st, and we will see a rematch between her and, I will butcher her name because I don't say names right, Mayo Iwatani, I believe that's correct. Yes, for the IWGP Women's Championship. Uh, And she has signed an extension with uh, NJPW Bushiroad, which I think is awesome. She said she's having a great time 
in Japan wrestling for these promotions. I mean, that's um, what it's about, right? It's Regardless of what people think or what they want her to do. I mean, I think the most important thing is that she keeps doing what makes her happy and what she's exceeding, you know, excelling in. Uh, Even when she got the pin, uh, you could see she was smiling. You know, you can tell that she really loves what she does. And that's really the most important thing. Obviously, she had legitimately an endless amount of money in WWE and an endless amount of potential and walked away from it. So it's not, even though it seems like her persona is just about money, it really doesn't seem like it actually is because she went to a place that seemed like they respected her and that was the most important thing for her. So, well, I and I she had tweeted out earlier today, uh, I believe somebody asked about her, you know, is she still like loaded, you know, like she did was in WWE and WWE is known for, ta- you know, giving their top talent, you know, top dollar contracts. Uh, and she responded to the tweet, I've never been richer and I'm so happy for me. And I feel like that. That's probably says a lot more than financial happiness. Absolutely. Uh, it feels Absolutely. like she's enjoying the ride just as much as she's enjoying the paycheck. Because, exactly. As I said earlier, uh, she's not exactly cheap to come by. Uh, right. There's been rumors that it's at least $100,000 per performance, which is a lot of money to do for one match. For mm-hmm. what? Because you, I believe People you are watching said it, it, was though. A thir- it was a 13 minute match. Yes. And even if you paid somebody $100,000 for 13 minutes of time, that's, that's insane. insane. Uh, but I believe she knows where her value is. She knows how to market herself. And mm-hmm. she is she's on, she knows that a spotlight is on her because of, the, like you said, the yeah. way that she came out of WWE, the way that she walked away from, you know, the most prolific wrestling promotion ever. And a lot of people do that. I mean, John Moxley did that. He walked away from WWE and he ended up in japan right if you read his book it's it's great because it's it's such a john moxley book you know what i mean like he is truly who his character really is so it he writes the book the way like you would expect him to talk about it it reads like you would you're like you're sitting down speaking to john yeah that's why i really like it because it's not like over glorified and he'll just start talking about random movies that he likes and stuff but long story short rocky um, he talks about how well obviously uh major league um, but he talks about how he was very intimidated to go to Japan, but Rocky Romero said that he could get him, you know, right. obviously a, a, a spot over there to wrestle and how intimidating it was. But it, a lot I of mean, people do that. They imagine. leave WWE or they leave whatever promotion, they go over to Japan. And Cody Rhodes did that same thing. He did like whole his, different thing. He did his like indies run around and had a big stint in, uh, in NJPW and with the Bullet Club. He ended up, he was the one that ended up kicking out uh, Kenny Omega out of Bullet Club mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, Kenny I, I, Omega. Wow. By God, Kenny Omega. Let's talk about Kenny Omega because we watched Dynamite this week. We didn't get an opportunity to see the amazing things that happened between, like we were just saying, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, basically the BCC and the Elite. Right. That whole skit throughout Dynamite was great. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't know if anybody else has this problem. For some reason, we just get like disconnected from the app sometimes trying to watch this stuff, and it's absolutely annoying as hell. Yeah, we were Spectrum trying to connect. Can burn in hell. It just like <laughs> disconnects us, and we missed that entire segment. So we had to go back and and watch it, you know, for the first time before we actually did this podcast. So well done, so well put together. Love what they're building, but then Don Callis coming out and bringing out Takeshita. Oh my God! Yes, and having them put over Takeshita so well, like they did, and having basically all of BCC 
be either intimidated by or hit by Dakeshta. Right. I was freaking out because I, I love him. I think he's absolutely amazing. I, I was not sure what they were doing with the storyline with Takesha and Don Callis. It yeah. seemed like Don Callis was trying to pander, and this still might be a thing, it was trying to pander to Takesha to, to because he knows that he is a young, up-and-coming talent. Right. He's got a lot of hype behind him. He's sure. very, Don re- very reminiscent when of it a comes... young Kenny Omega. Sure. Um, I felt like, yeah, you're right. Don Callis is not stupid. He's much, he's, he's he knows the what he's indie doing wrestler's in the wrestling world. Paul Heyman yeah. right now. Like Paul Heyman is, is WWE Don Callis is AEW Impact sure. and JPW, um, but it it felt like they were trying to build up like some animosity between Kenny Omega and uh, Takeshita, mm-hmm. and that might still be a thing. I could still see this going that way to where Takeshita joins the elite, quote unquote, and becomes a, one of the boys, and eventually Don Callis starts being a little bit more favorable towards Takeshita and starts being it's like, possible. "Well, Kenny, hold on, you're you might be wrong on this one. Let's listen to." Let's listen to Takeshita. Right. You know, I don't think you might. You, you're pretty banged up, Kenny. Let's let Takeshita take care of this. Uh-huh. And it could be that because, I mean, you know? Don Callis can play any side that he wants to. But he basically came out. Takeshita came out. And Takeshita is not part of the elite, but in cahoots with the elite and establishing that relationship together. He's been associated so through Don Callis. So much so, yes. So much so that... Kenny Omega and Kanosuke Takeshita are taking on absolute fan favorites of coffee and wrestling, The Butcher and The Blade. Yes. I literally jumped out of my seat when I heard that. The promo that The Butcher and The Blade put out is just so good talking about the match. But and of course, Don Callis. What, real quick, we are, we are a little bit biased. Uh, we course. are big fans of Andy, uh, or I'm sorry, The Butcher. Uh, if you don't follow him, follow him on Twitter. He's it's like one of our Andy. favorite human beings in the world. <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's it's uh, Andy complains. Yeah, at, at Andy complains. No, it's at Ape Shit Andy. He changed it. Either way, find him <laughs> on there. It's Twitter. It's a shit a shit house, anyways. It's right now, uh, the Butcher is another one. Both Buffalo natives. We've watched them. They're the two that kind of brought us into AEW. So as much as we both love Ken, uh, Takeshita and enjoy Kenny Omega's I love wrestling, got to go a Butcher and the Blade. You gotta. Gotta. I, I'm rooting you for them, to. and I know it's it's rooting for an uphill battle with you know everything stacked against them. But God damn it, win, loser, or 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 DQ, I want them to beat the shit out of these two. <laughs> it's gonna be a brawl, absolutely, regardless of who wins it. It's gonna be great. Now, the very interesting thing part a part of this is again Don Callis is associated with this whole thing between Kenny and Takesha. Um, he actually retweeted the announcement about the match between the Butcher and the Blade and wrote Golden Brothers. Which, of course... In the retweet. Which, of course, is a reference to the Golden Lovers that Kenny Omega used to be a part of, Kota Ibushi. Correct. So there's been a lot of speculation about whether Kota Ibushi is going to be joining AEW. Um, Don Callis saying this really, I think, puts the uh, nail in the coffin as to whether or not we're going to be seeing anything with Coda and Kenny again. What I would love to see, and of course you can dream as a wrestling fan, you never know, but Forbidden Door does this. Forbidden Door always does this. I would love to see Coda and Kenny reunite as the Golden Lovers versus Mm -hmm. the Young Bucks. Okay. Okay. And you are, I believe you're talking about a match they had years ago. Yes. Between the four of them. In NJPW. So why not? Let's, let's, Let's redo it. Okay, well, we're on the talk. We're talking about dream friendly matches, war. Right? We're talking you know? about we're talking about dream matches. Sure. 
the Golden Lovers, Golden Brothers, that's all good and happy. And <laughs> the BCC and the Elite having this back and forth is going to be a sure. It's going to be awesome, one way or the other. Whether it goes into double or nothing, or if it's going to go any further than that, I'm, I'm kind of expecting like you and I were talking about earlier that it's going to end at double and nothing. Um, but if we're talking dream matches, the hottest thing on wrestling news websites right now are is the name CM Punk and FTR's Dax Harwood's expressed this. Um, the internet has expressed this. Uh, and supposedly Dave Meltzer, again, another name that is a hot topic in the mouths of sure. pro wrestling reporting and uh, podcasting. Uh, but he has said that they are apparently coming to a close decision or a agreement or a sit down and everybody gets their hands slapped and get the rules written out, whatever it may be, that the elite and CM Punk might be coming to a crossroads to where they can both coincide within AEW, adding the rumor that there is a AEW collision Saturday evening, I'm assuming, show that is in the works that should be debuting around, was it June, June 17th? June 17th. Uh, actually, funny thing, that's our anniversary. That is our anniversary. And I think that was the first time on a public forum I've ever actually remembered that it's the 17th of June, <laughs> not the 19th of July. I do it all yeah. the time. How many years? It'll be 13. 12. Motherfucker. Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> it feels like an eternity. Uh, I hope you mean that in a good way. <laughs> we have uh, the possibility of CM Punk debuting on a brand new AEW show basically making kind of a soft brand split. Yeah, which this show is already confirmed to be in it, uh, Chicago. Right, the, the the show itself, uh, but nobody has Granted, said the, the words, rumors are true. I can't say confirmed, but... Nobody has said the words AEW collision. Nobody has said... No, I CM believe it Punk just got patented. It, it got patented, which, I mean, Tony Khan doesn't usually patent stuff like that just to let it go by. Um, but the rumors, like the biggest, like... The shit-stirring rumors right now is, because like I said, Dax Hardwood has alluded to this, um, but come Forbidden Door, which is January 25th, only a month, oh, just shy. Door. Yeah, Forbidden Door. Uh, January 25th, it's June 25th. June 25th, I can't read my own <laughs> handwriting. Um, that CM Punk and FTR to take on Kenny Omega. I've also heard that. Matt and Nick Jackson. Yes. As a... Get it all out there and get it done yeah. and have everybody beat each other up. I mean what what hold on. Okay. What do yeah. you think? Mm, yeah. What do you think the possibility of that being a thing? What's the possibility? Okay, CM Punk is a an employee of AEW. Right. So it's you can't say it's out of the fucking like possi- Still, regard- realm of possibility. Of, like reg- it's possible. Regardless of whether he's on TV or yeah. in talks with with terminating his contract as yeah. of right he now. He is an, a he salaried is, employee whatever it may be. Con- he's so. a contracted employee with exactly. all wrestling. So Still. possible? Totally possible. Is it something that's just going to like naturally happen at, at you know something like Forbidden Door or All In? I don't know. I think at this point it's been so long, so it just feels like there's no way. But I mean, I think we all thought there's no way CM Punk's going to come back, and he did. So I don't know. I think it would be very, very, very entertaining regardless. (laughs) I don't mean to be rude when I say this. As long as CM Punk doesn't get hurt. Plays nice. Oh. (laughs) That too. Um, I just... It could be very toxic. And my my concern is that exactly. Uh, Can all of these guys hold their personal 
feelings aside and, and just have an enjoyable that, match. What precedence does that set in the locker room? You know what I mean? Just that because you the man can literally get away do with whatever anything? you want. You can attack the EVPs and still you keep your job. You can do worse than other employees and still keep your job and I the other employees get fired. I think it's a really, really, really it's a fucking bad PR idea. It's a PR nightmare. Buy him out. That's my personal opinion. Be like, I, what do you want here? Just be and this done. Is, and this is where AEW really gets criticized here is because th- these are the instances that it feels like Tony Khan is playing with action figures that he's collected over the years. And he's got this Whoa. brand new super rare CM Punk uh-huh. that nobody else has. Sure. And only he can show up to the party with it. Well, now it's banned from competition. You can't use your CM Punk toy. toy. Right. So he's going to make an entirely different like competitive area so that he can use his toy. I hope not. I, and, but this, to tell me this, I this, hope is not. A, this is one of AEW's biggest critiques is the way that Tony Khan manages the company. And I think that would be a good way to to set that rumor or that bias against Tony Khan and be like, no, I'm taking control of the situation. This is what we've decided. But at this not point, let I it just naturally happen. Like, no, be like, we've come to an agreement with CM Punk. We've decided that he's not going to be a part of the company. You know, we bought him out of the company. You know, we thank him for the time that he did put in. But, you know, because of his actions, we had right. to let him go. Like, you have to literally be like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. You can't just let it slide and just CM Punk just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, last year, you know, Tony Khan bought me out. No, you have to make a public statement about it. Like, you'd have to. Right. You'd have to. I think that would be very important because you can't just attack people. You're grown men. If you're mad at somebody, it's, go it's, back there and say something. You ju- you have the belt around. Ah, God, you have the belt around your shoulder. Never been handed, and you're gonna the, handed the world and still complained. Right. I mean, it was like the Young Bucks dream Not to be able to sign place. you. Not in the time and the place to do that either. Just that's horrible. That's the saddest part was it was just, there was no need to do that at that time. There's no. no need. If you got grievances, you got grievances, especially for somebody who in a public forum said, if you got problems, walk up to me and talk to me about it. In the same exact conversation, he said that. Right. Which made absolutely no sense. So if you're going to, if you know that you are going to snap and that you're going to be really upset and you're just not in the right mind space to have that conversation with the press... Why did you? And especially when it, I don't. Uh, and Why did you? Because it, it came off so fucking entitled. We just happened know? to turn that on. I, I, I remember we were about ready to go to bed or do something. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to turn this this uh, uh-huh. this press conference on just to have it on. Yeah, there. we and happened I, to watch it right I, from the beginning. We tuned in five seconds before they went live. And it it seemed like the minute Punk walked out, he looked at, at uh, I can't remember who it was in the crowd from Wrestling Inc. I think it was and Brian Alvarez. It might have been Brian Alvarez. But just it just started ripping him a new asshole of how shitty of a person he is and how horrible of a job he does at being a reporter. And I just remember looking at you and being like, I don't understand what we're watching. Like, I, and what I, does first, this have to do with anything? At first, I thought it was all like tongue in cheek. Like this is all K or you know storyline kayfabe yeah. uh, or not kayfabe. But you know, I, I, it was hard to believe that this was legitimately happening. Yeah, and it was like one of those things. Like it was so. Like out in the open and out of out of left field, like where did this come from? And the tirade he went on, and the, the idea and just that Tony, Tony Khan, Khan sat just there like a like a scared puppy dog, and that's that's and what I was bringing it. up earlier. Like he he, a lot of people critique Tony Khan for not 
and I say this term, these terms lightly, but not having the testicular fortitude to speak up when his I... top star, who is killing it in the company, who sure. has made his company one of the biggest talking points yeah. in all of wrestling sure. in the past 20 years, and he just shits on his own company. He straight looked at Tony and said, oh, he wants me to work with fucking children. What? Again, which seemed like it Tell was a Tell me if I went to work and I said that to Dan, he wouldn't smack me with a ruler. No, but hear me out. Dan, you're a boss. You don't make as much money for your company as CM Punk did for them in that short of time. But he still would he still would have looked at me and like you were completely out of line, Mark. That was completely out of line. And I don't make line. nearly but as much what CM me out. Punk was making. Tony Khan is not used is to making... being in that position where he has to make tough decisions and look like a bad guy. Right. You know who's good at those decisions? Triple H. Vincent Kennedy Vince McMahon, McMahon he because he doesn't they've care. Because they had to make it a million times over. How right. many times has Tony Khan had to stop a press conference because his world champion is being a fucking drama queen complaining about how people are being children yet acting like a child? Twice, except the second time it was funny because it was MJF. That was and it was pickles. Really good. It was pickles. Somebody tweeted, I don't remember who it was, but that uh, was somebody tweeted out like, can confirm... MJF is 100% right about these pickles. You need to get these pickles. They are so good. Was it the reporter that he told to come get the pickle? More than likely. In this world, I'm, I'm sure it's something like that. It's like, here, yeah, you, come get the pickle. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of MJF, the man himself, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about everything that is leading up with the four pillars and get a little bit of, of your opinion, Mark. Talking MJF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy Jack Jungle Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, like... For me personally, I am at a point where it's at a high for me, but it's gone from the whole storyline, the whole storyline. It's gone from interesting to I'm not interested at all to now I'm interested again. Okay, what's got before I before I give you my opinion, what's got you reinterested in? What was the thing that the the catalyst that made you reinterested in MJF finally saying this is the matches? This is what's going to happen. Whoever so wins setting up the tournament. Me. Yes. Finally seeing. OK. Alluding to it was getting really annoying and I needed like that final. Hey, this is what's going to happen kind of thing, even though I feel like there is still some speculation as to how this is going to go down because Tony Khan is coming out on Dynamite right. and he did say that he was not happy with MJF interfering right. in the Sammy Jack Perry match. Okay, so let's go over these series of events. Okay. Initially, we finally had all four of the pillars and this has always been teased for probably like the past two years. You know, these four are the foundation of this company. Right. And it's then it's been it. That's really hasn't been enough. Finally, they touch on this on this subject, and they they get all four of them into a ring, and they all practically had the same things to say to one another. Yeah, proving that they all kind of have the same stakes. I'm Great. better than you. I deserve a shot at the triple B. And then the other next person would say, Yeah, but I'm better you because of this. Not I beat that, you that. in this. Yep, I deserve the triple B. So on and so forth. Great. Go to the next week, and I feel like we did. A little bit of the same thing. Instead, it was everybody was backstage watching everybody of the four pillars as matches. Mm-hmm. The other three guys. Yeah. Um, it was great. And then, like, for the past two weeks, we've gotten the same thing where everybody just talks shit against each other. And then we had MJF really Day. Happens. That was a that MJF was a Day high. was good. But I, even then, I feel like heaven. that was that was like, OK, cool. We've got, you know, they all talk shit one last time. Yep. Let's start seeing some action. And yep. then we start. I, I agree with you. I kind of like started losing 
losing momentum with this and mm-hmm. this last because let's be honest sammy and jungle boy are not as good on the mic as a lot of the other people right. on the roster right so it's hard to really get sold on these matches when the two of them are very much struggling through it right and i think sammy suffers from the crowd not being into him right i think that hit Jack's it, just super green obviously. him trying to almost come off as a face but not super facey has got him put in a kind of a hole where people don't really want to take him serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Darby, I don't know, like every time he talks, like it's just, it feels rehearsed to me. Like, I don't know. He, yeah. He's got the best out of the three. And then Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, just he feels the most the, the most green out of everybody. Yeah, and then MJF comes out and just breathes. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's that's who's holding this all together. It's I, clearly MJF. I'm just, I wasn't super excited about the announcement of the tournament. I was excited that we're actually seeing some movement. Oh God. And you know that the, the matches are set. I just, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but the, the tournament to determine who's going to be the number one contender at double or nothing. I just felt like was a little bit lackluster for something that is so big for something that is so Mm -hmm. pivotal in, in who's the next big individual in the company. Or who's, you know, even if MJF retains, I just felt like the buildup's not nearly as, as grand as you would yeah. think. It's not, there. you've got four individuals that are supposed to be what the company is based around, mm-hmm. and you're going to you're gonna end it in six to eight weeks? I, and I'm hoping that this is a catalyst for something bigger, that it does turn into more grander. It does seem like it, you know, to be honest. Escapades. But yeah. for right now, I'm underwhelmed with where this storyline has gone. Yeah, and when MJF finally did announce the tournament and who was going to qualify and all that good stuff, obviously the, the other th- uh, three, but he said, okay, there's going to be a match tonight and had everybody's name in a hat, pulled out Darby Allen and said, Darby Allen already gets a pass. And that was kind of weird right off the bat. I thought the same thing. I said, why don't we do something where you had a double eliminator and you had all, you know, you had three matches between each one of the men and mm-hmm. whoever gets the best goes. I mean, really, gets you, the buy. You could have done a three way match and have to like do two pins. Like, you know, you have to pin both guys. Make an eliminator match. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. That would have worked, but just the way that they let Darby pass, and then the way that Darby Allen acted like a six-year-old child yes. with a lollipop, he was like, yay! <laughs> and that that was kind of, I don't know. I that just, was weird. I don't feel like Darby Allen looks the best in this one. No. And I don't, and now that we, we are past Dynamite, Sammy Guevara got the win over Jungle Boy. Yep. And another, it was such a great match, It was though. a great match, but w- another aspect is MJF guaranteed him a match as long as Sammy lays down in, the, in right. the match against him. But how did he guarantee him a match? Because he helped him win the match against Jack. I guess. I don't know. They're, they're doing you know, something. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm very underwhelmed with this so far. Yeah. Uh, so now I, we have Sammy facing Darby on Wednesday right. night Dynamite. And see. you can't just think that it's going to just be Sammy winning and that's just going to be it. And then again, you can't, no th- way. you can't think that Sammy's going to go to double or nothing and just be like, oh, hear me. I'm going to lay down in the main event so you of can Of course get not. You know of course I mean? not. I feel like we've done that before. And I feel like it's too obvious at the same time. This is another one of those instances where I feel no like way. the only pathway to get to where we're going is is 
obvious, but then you look at it and you're like, there's something wrong with this. No. So, I, I don't I feel that, like that they're that stupid to go that exact Yeah. Route. I think Tony Khan might interfere and say this, this can't happen like this because you interfered in it. It's got to be. So then we're going to have a three-way for something like for that. the number one contender and then match. when it does happen, everybody's going to be like, oh, yay, they did give us what they want. And that's what WWE is really good at. They will make you feel like absolute trash for three, four, five Raws. You'll watch it and you're like, God, they just won't give us what they what do we want? We just want Sammy, Sammy and Kevin to win the belts. You and know, what do just, we want? Just give us the belt. Head. Head. <laughs> um just give us the belts. And then after like three, four, five, six weeks of you just being like, come on, they do it. And you're like, this is the most amazing thing right. ever. And it's because they beat you down for so long. Yep. So I think that's Taking what's them. happening here. I, I'm hoping that's what it is. It's going to be better than we expected. I'm hoping I, I put my nose up to this and then come double or nothing or come the night before double or nothing, whatever it is, they do something and I go, okay, that was I'm done back correctly, into it. You know? uh, but as of right now, I'm less interested in this and more interested in the elite and BCC. Oh, I mean, that's not really fair to compare to. But I think, <laughs> but, you, but you're talking the world title. You're talking the most coveted prize in AEW. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. I shouldn't be favoriting a a, 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 a group of six men fighting each other. Sure. Compared to what we're seeing with the world title that's supposed right. to be the everything of your company. You're, you're 100% right. And that's why I've got an but issue But maybe it. it'll be better than we expect. I hope so. And it usually is. Usually if there is something in AEW that everybody's like, mm, don't really know, a lot of times they end up doing it well. So I want... They are great wrestlers. Let's give it that. All four of them really are phenomenal wrestlers, good at what they do. They're all a little bit different of a style, mm -hmm. but they're all really great wrestlers. So you can talk on the mic and be terrible at that all day, but if you can't perform, then we have an issue. Right. So I don't think we have an issue with... The talent that's coming into this, I think we just have to let it. We got to let the story breathe a little. Let bit it more. simmer a little bit longer, you know. I want, and this is, we'll move on after this. What I want, and it doesn't have to happen to double or nothing. Is it loving? I would. I do want some love. <laughs> that's for a different podcast. Yeah. Um, we are not that type of podcast. It may not be a double or nothing. It may not be a forbidden door. But I, what I want is, I want dream match. Dream okay. match. We're doing a lot of dream matches today. Yeah. Why not? I want MJF to win. I want him to retain, whether it's sure. a fatal four-way, whether it's a three-way, whether it's a one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's Sammy, whether it's whoever. I want MJF to hold that title up. His music's, music's playing. Okay. I want a voice to come over the speakers, and it's Britt Baker saying, cut my music, or cut the music, and I want her to walk out and challenge MJF for the world title. Oh. And I want Jamie Hayter to be the women's title, and I want... Britt Baker to be the world championship. Fuck this men's department bullshit. That would be insane. I, I am such a fucking proponent for giving the woman, a woman, the fucking world title. Yeah. They're doing it in GCW. Masha Slamovich is the GCW world championship. Yeah, she just retained last night. She's going to obviously go against Blake Christian. I want to see a woman in a major wrestling promotion on fucking TV yep. to go over as the top performer you in that company. You want to talk about like being able to get on Twitter and have mm -hmm. all the all of Twitter raving and the wrestling community in a complete awe? Right. That would be insane. Fuck a Roman Reigns. Fuck a thousand days. Fuck a, a, a Grand Slam champion. I want, where the fuck is the women's world champion? Where is the, the, I'm sorry, where is the women holding the world championship? The AEW world huge. championship. The WWE world championship. Fuck Cody Rhodes. Fuck Cody Rhodes. Put that shit on Becky Lynch. Right. Like, fuck that. Like, 
Why not? Can I talk about the man? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Why the fuck not? I think it would be cool because they're doing such a good job with putting Rhea over as being so strong that she's going eye to eye with Solo Sokoa. Could you see her going against Roman Reigns? Yeah. In a pay-per-view? Premium live event? Suck my ass? Yeah. That would be phenomenal. That, like, we're always talking about empowering women and all this stuff. I think that maybe... Give that shit, give that spot to a fucking woman that deserves it. And I mean that. Yeah. And I totally agree. And I feel like we're getting like a little bit of a glimpse of, of... that with Adam Cole and Britt Baker getting the beatdown that they did, especially Britt, she's got a right. black eye, um, from Chris Jericho, Soraya, and that whole crew. So mm-hmm. it kind of seems like how cool would that be if it was Chris Jericho and Soraya versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker, but, you know, we do it a mixed tag match. Or just just do it in a tag match. Fucking mixed tag match. Yeah. Like, I, I do, like fuck the, drop the mix. It's a fucking tag match. You're, yeah. You've got four contracted employees that are willing to fight one another. Why does it have to be boys versus boys No, and but just let everybody girls? fight so everybody. Ridiculous. I think that would just be so much fun. I mean, everybody can fight everybody. You're a wrestler. I mean, Billy Stark's got her face smushed in. By Blake Christian, By yeah. Blake Christian. I mean, if, God, go look that clip up. We're always saying that on it's this podcast. It's such a great but, sell. Oh, good Lord, she looks but like... Go with it. She fucking loses her neck. I know, and she's 18-year-old little girl, not little girl, but young girl. It, it's just insane like go with it Brit's obviously again you know like a pillar to AEW she's not necessarily mm-hmm. included in this but she's definitely she expressed some hate towards everybody else being called a pillar but not her so moving on uh we've talked a lot of AEW the past couple of episodes uh just because ever since Wrestlemania uh WWE just has not been hitting it for us you and I have been more privy to taking our time and doing something other than watching Raw and then checking out the the highlights of the next day and getting the gist of everything yeah, just and too maybe much watching fluff. a couple videos. The matches seem forced. It's the same thing over and over, um, unfortunately. And we do have, come next Friday, we have the WWE Draft being a thing. Oh, so we're going to see a bunch God. of shakeups. We're going to see... <laughs> Uh, some tag teams split up, maybe. Maybe we'll see some tag yep. teams reform. Some, t- some new talent coming into the, you know, roster with everybody else. Yeah, yep. we've got uh, rumors of some NXT talent being brought up into the main roster, which I think Good. is going to be a breath of fresh air. Yeah, they need uh, it. I, I, I feel like Braun Breaker is probably sure. going to be one of those individuals. Uh, hopefully, so a couple more tag teams to maybe liven up the tag team division a little bit. But before we see the draft mix up all of these tag teams and throw championships on different shows, possibly. We saw Gunther defend his Intercontinental title against Xavier Woods. Yes. This was probably one of... W- it's definitely WWE's best match this week, if not one of the best matches of the week. Absolutely. Between and this AEW was... and WWE. We still have got to watch ROH. We, yes. we got that queued up after we record. Uh, this was Xavier Woods' first time going after the Intercontinental Championship. So it really felt like, wow, this might actually happen. And Xavier Woods felt like so out of left field to actually be the person to come up and challenge Gunther for his Intercontinental Championship. But it was like, once it was announced, it really did feel like this might actually happen. I mean, Xavier is super talented. Yes, he is. Way over. You know, this could totally happen. And he gave him a hell of of a... match a former tag team champion he knows what it's like to be like a 13 times or something oh like yeah that. ridiculous 15, 16, and of course you got the Freebird rule with uh the new day to of where course. if you don't know what the Freebird rule is you have a trio of individuals but the trio holds a tag team title and within defending their title they can swap out members yeah it's the shield was... the shield did that yeah yep. uh, a lot of a lot of tag teams trios have done that over the years uh but obviously he knows what it takes to be a champion of and course he looks 
He looked phenomenal. He, he did. Gunther looks great, Gunther too. Gunther has looked, looked better and better ever since he's got to the main roster. Yep. I don't know if WWE got their hooks in him and like, listen, you need to get your diet a little bit more on point, but yep. he looks phenomenal. But honest to God, Xavier Woods has not been featured as much on TV, and he must be spending that time that he's not on TV in the gym. Yeah. Besides playing besides video, play video games, games. yeah. Because he looked phenomenal he does he always and performs well I, I have a soft spot in my heart for xavier woods uh, i met him it was literally i didn't really meet him i just ran into him at an andrew wk show in How orlando random. probably three weeks before he got signed to wwe and that was back when he was uh uh what was his name? it was credence i don't remember what his name was something credence uh but it, to be able to watch him like come up in through wwe over the years has been really kind of cool for me. So to see this has been, you know, that he's going to have a title shot or had a title shot against Gunther. Um, but the biggest news of this is that there's rumors that Big E, this is, we've just had a one-year uh, date of him being injured with that neck injury from Madcap Moss after he threw him over and he landed on his neck and uh, did something with the vertebrae. Very, very scary injury uh, a year ago, and he's, his recovery has been phenomenal. He said he's been in the gym since two weeks after his injury, and he says he feels great. Rumor is having it that we might see Imperium taking on the New Day as they uh, reform because Kofi Kingston's also out nursing an ankle injury, as well as Big E focused around fighting Gunther for the Intercontinental Don't Championship. Don't tease me with a good time. I can't. Wow. I, wow. I really hope the internet wrestling community is right about this one and these rumors are true. That would be absolutely insane. Because like, I've, talk I've, about dream matches. Oh, that would 100%. be so good. By the way, is it Consequences Creed? Consequences Creed. Okay. Thank you. Thank um, you. What did I, said, I think I said Credence. I'm thinking Credence Clearwater. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wrong Credence. Right. Um, that's That seems like one of those, like, holy shit, like, dream match moments. I mean, talk about strong versus strong. Like, and I had it in my mind that Biggie was done. Like, an injury so did like I, and that. I think a and, lot of people do. So can imagine the comeback? Well, I think you kind of have to with an injury so wow, severe that like that. Insane. They told him that he may never be able to wrestle again, like, right, ever. Right, Like, just like just that that easy. Understandable. He was lucky to live, let alone be able to walk. And I know? just had it in my mind, like, man, it's been a year. We haven't heard any updates. We haven't right. heard anything. Perhaps Worst that's Worst case why. scenario, we're not going to hear, you know, I figured he's not going to come back. Yeah. And we're just glad he's alive. Maybe they're keeping it quiet, especially uh, since... Um, Kofi's out, you know? Yep, and I mean, I would love to see that after the draft, and that that's what they've also theorized, theorized like it's a science project, um, that come the draft, that's when you might see Big E pop oh, up all of a sudden drafted, in the draft. And right? like, oh, shit. Because, again, he's still an employee of WWE. He's just been hurt. Gotcha. He's got to go somewhere, though. Okay. Or maybe they won't. Maybe that's a fun they, way to do it. Maybe they put Xavier Woods on Raw or SmackDown, and he just shows up one eh. day. Imperium comes yeah. to beat the shit out of him, and here comes fucking Big yeah. Meat Man himself with Kofi Kingston at his side. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wouldn't that be crazy, too? Like, obviously, Kofi's out, so... Uh, Xavier Woods is getting attacked right by Imperium so the music hits and like it's a new day and everybody's like oh shit Kofi's back but it's, it's not oh, no. Kofi it's Big E it's Big E I would love to see it that would be legendary the people's faces would be like holy shit it would be great and I, I'm really hoping that Big E gets healthy enough to just be okay but I know it would be, even if it would he's be just alive I'm and happy he is he's perfectly fine as of right now and I would I just 
would love to see him back in the WWE. He is just he's seems like one of the performer. best people, like such a positive dude, like genuinely mm-hmm. just Biggie. The he's person. been questioned if if this was if that's it for his wrestling career. Like, how does he feel? And he's even said like, I'm blessed to have what I had. Yeah. And from that, that little short, even if that's it, if that's all I got in wrestling mm-hmm. was these years. He said it was the best years of 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 my life. Yeah. And it's what set a career. So much more. For me and my yeah. future, that That's this has made me and give me the capability to be yeah. set for the rest of my life. You know, you life could be an capacity. actor or do something with like that with your life, or I mean, just, just be a commentator or something. You know, be, he could be honest the to God, charisma. That man could go could do an IFBB uh, bodybuilding for real, run. or like, be a trainer or something. Like, be yeah, a trainer, be, a, be even a WWE endless. trainer. And I'm pretty sure he's from Tampa, which is pretty cool. Yes, yes, he is. Um, he's another one that we I feel like we watched since day one because we watched him come in. Yeah, uh, he was with AJ Lee. Who is now the wife of CM Punk, and I just would love to see him back in the WWE. I'd like, I just that's, I that's I just my whole point best. of this. I just hope he's okay, you know. Yeah. For me, I just hope he's okay. Let alone, uh, it, I, hope yeah. he comes back to the ring. So, so. the draft's going to be a big thing, and hopefully, we'll see some some good matches up matchups like the Imperium and New Day. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to again the switch up. And one last thing I would like to say to kind of wrap up this podcast is, and we've never really done this before, you know, we could talk about things that we like and things that are going well. And I want to be that positive podcast that, you know, sometimes there's some bad things in wrestling, but for the most part that we wouldn't stay watching this and you wouldn't listen to this podcast if you didn't enjoy wrestling. But one thing I'd like to talk about is perhaps my favorite wrestler of the week most okay. improved the person i'm really really focused and looking forward to seeing their career grow mm-hmm. is julia hart i just really want to say that i think everything that she's doing working with brody to develop how she looks how she's just enveloped in this like dark character coming from this like bright cheerleader to this total like 180 I really like it. She's owning it. What they're starting to do with her and Anna Jay. Anna Jay kind of hinted that you did this to me. Like maybe yep, she's she got might bl- be. She's got the black eye, dark, just like how Anna Jay did. Sick. I think that would be a good route for her. So I just want to say that I think Julia Hart is phenomenal and she's doing a really good job. And I think the women's division needs more people like her right. who are fresh and coming in and just really coming up with a great character. I love how she's she's been lately i think they're doing great by her with the way that they've developed her character yeah the um, intro oh, it's so the good. intro is amazing but i love how it's been little bits over a year yeah and it started out on it dark burn, and it started you know? out with this and it started out, and it, i don't think like i don't know if this was planned but i i think like way back when they did something and then a couple weeks later they went well, wait a minute we can do something with this and they started teasing the eyeball getting black and then yeah. she started wearing the eye patch and then her attitude changed yeah and it has and been she was all such, about it it's been such a gradual and almost natural progression yes. because yes. it has not been huge steps she didn't get not sprayed forced. in the eyes and then two weeks later attacked varsity blondes no. and turned on them and no the house she's black. like after months she slowly turned away when the mm-hmm. varsity blondes were having matches and she stopped watching she them still so it was ex- like she still didn't accept the blackness if, yeah if you like her it. character was developing as she was still the cheerleader like right. they did a, such a good job of making like this slow burn with her mm-hmm. character and now to like see it all come together like she's owning it and, well, and I, I think I, I love it and the and wrestling is just so good it's gotten so much better so good I think that and I the, the one criticism and I we talked about sure. this off off mic um is I think that the women's wrestling in aew is suffering be, by the intensity of 
some of the stuff that they do with Anna Jay and and uh, her when they came out and they started brawling in the middle of the ring on uh, was a rampage, I believe. Yeah. Um, they looked like they were pulling punches. And right. I know this is all wrestling. This is all fake fighting. This is all we're all trying to be safe. One hundred percent. Before and anything so else, so new to wrestling. And before anything else is said, everybody needs to be safe in wrestling, of course. Sure. But I feel like sometimes the intensity doesn't of these two of two performers don't match the intensity of what they're trying to get the feeling of. Yeah, because then they have people like Athena, like um, Mercedes mm-hmm. uh, Martinez. They just take uh, hits like it's like it's Jimmy Hater, um, Tony Britt Storm. Baker. These girls hit and, hard. And tell you know? me these. And tell me those. Tell me those girls that you that you just named aren't ones that have had top matches on pay per views or on oh, Dynamite yeah, or on Rampage. Absolutely, absolutely. And because they're uh, not afraid to hit. I mean, Athena's the the ROH Women's Champion. I mean. And that she match she had with Mercedes uh, Martinez was was nasty. I loved when it when we watched him uh, watched her wrestle uh, Willow. Mm-hmm. It was one of the hardest hitting matches. I like, mean, I was genuinely concerned about Willow. And Willow, honest to God, she can hit hard too. Yeah, she She's can hit hard one. too. So they 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 dive into it and they sell into it and they are willing to be hit hard, you know. And I think that's something that they have to still work on, right? But, but seeing the progression between the two of them has been oh, it's been great, absolutely incredible. And From dark matches still... to just being like the best match in Rampage, you know. And I still think they're doing that with Julia. I still like. I think they're still priming her for more. They're still getting her on a slow burn because the, she's not quite ready to be transitioned into the women's division. You know what I mean for the belt just yet. But she but is well on her way. She look is, at Jade Cargill. And in a year's time from now. I mean, exactly. Look at Jade Cargill. She's been on. She's been in AEW for over a little over a year now. Look at the progression she's made. She is now a an amazing performer. Mm-hmm. That granted, she, she does. It. She needs to add a couple of moves to her to her uh, mm-hmm. to her move set. But, but she is a completely different person 100%. than who she was even three months ago. One hundred percent. When she would walk out and demand respect, I didn't believe it. Now I'm like she is a she, bad bitch. It, now she it feels did, like she, she actually doesn't give a shit when when she says cut the yes. shit and she walks away and it's she just natural. Yeah, it feels she good. Believes it feels it. right, mm-hmm. right. And I think Julia Hart is so close to to that point. She's just got a little bit more to go, a little bit more on the mic, and I don't know why I say this a lot, but a little bit more time on the mic to develop that character. But I think what she's got as a base for her character, for her persona, is amazing, and I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm just like, Sky like Blue's said. in that same category to where she yep. is just like she's on like the about cusp six months behind being where a superstar. Where, where, uh, Billy Stark, same oh, yeah. thing. They're just like this young talent that are like I don't think six... Billy Stark is going to have any trouble adapting. Oh my god, no. But six months to a year, all, all of those women just need a little bit more time to just envelop in that character and just Flower. get used to being on TV. Because yes. it's a whole different monster. Yes, it is. And I know we said one more thing. But right one before. more thing, But right? one more thing. One more thing. I gotta get that sound clip. The one that you never understand. If, you, if anybody has ever watched the Jackie Chan Adventures cartoon when you were like 12, please tweet at me at Gun Cuddly and let me know I'm not the only one <laughs> that uses his uncle's little like catchphrases all the time and nobody else knows what the hell I'm talking about. Please tell me I'm not alone in this world. But one more thing. Um, I'm just, I wanted to say how excited I am. For the first time, I can say I'm excited for a cinematic match. We have... The firm deletion match. 
Oh, you do want to talk about that? Because I really, I just. Do you want to talk? Okay, we'll I take. We got. Love this. It is. We are literally right on the cusp of being, of being an hour, and I'm gonna. I'll take a poll right now. Anybody, raise your hand if you don't want to talk about this. Nobody in the room, including Nobody. our new dog. We got a dog. His name is Duke, and he's Duke. not raising his paws. So we're gonna talk about the firm <laughs> deletion. I'm match. into it. This is another like kind of slow burner. I got five minutes for this. Let's go. I got five minutes for this too. So we've got kudos, first of all, to Jeff Hardy coming back from another set of demons he had to face. Yeah, yeah. Let's not beat around the bush bush here. I saw Victory Road 2011. I saw a lot of. We also all saw the video of him getting pulled over and arrested. So we all know what happened. An applause golf clap to Jeff Hardy for for like probably the fifth time getting his shit together. Um, He said this is his last time. He's retired from one hell of a promo getting in trouble. He said he got in the ring. Got the microphone and said, uh, I think the best thing for me and and my health is to retire. And then waited like eight seconds and you could literally hear the, the jaws of everybody. I don't even think anybody in the ring knew. Like the way they reacted. Right. Like all three of them, Hook, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy looked at Jeff like, what? You just said you're going to retire. And then he grabs the mic and he says, from screwing up my life and just went like, my the God. pop. Like, Cheap pop. Got to give good. him a clap. Jeff Hardy, obviously a, not obviously, but he is a fan favorite in this household. I know Jade Koth. He is a huge proponent of Jade Koth's life. Uh, Jade Koth is, he looked at Jeff Hardy when he was 12 and said, that's going to be my personality for the rest of my life. I did the same with Lita. I know. Um, but congrats <laughs> to Jeff Hardy getting his shit together nine months after Wishing, honestly, uh, getting arrested for his, I believe, third DUI, and he had to go through some eye surgery, and he's had to go and face demons yeah, again. Yeah, Christopher Daniels eye. Um, he f- but it feels like this, and he even said this is going to be his his retirement <laughs> is going to end in AEW. Insane. And it, which is which means that Matt's probably not too far behind him. Got, what, three kids? The house, the dog. Yeah, he might have uh, four. I mean, we're going to find out because we're having we're having a cinematic match between Hook, Isaiah Cassidy, Matt Hardy, and Jeff Hardy. We'll be taking on the firm's Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, and Stokely Hathaway. I believe it is. I Stokely. thought Stokely retired. It doesn't matter. Nobody maybe retires. maybe that was part of the stipulation. Nobody retires. Well, the, the stipulations haven't even been made yet. Yeah, who it's cares? just a it's well, just a fir- you know, firm deletion match. Matt and I already love it. wrote that in, maybe into the Ethan's uh, paperwork for that match. You know, who knows? I love this though. I, but you talking about Daddy Magic's nipples getting hard? This for some reason has got my nipples poking through my shirt. Do you I'm, remember the last time they did a match at the Hardy Compound? Was it with the Briscoes? It was no. It was private party. Private party. That's right. Oh that God. was absolutely that insane. Was they really... had a ring outside. At, that was at, the one. If that... you don't know, Matt Hardy's house uh, the has Hardy, wrestling the Hardy rings compound. all over the place. Yeah, the Hardy compound. Come I on. I mean, if you you your entire career is wrestling, why wouldn't you have wrestling? For real. Rings? So you had one outside. I have a fire truck in the garage. <laughs> they had one outside. They wrestled out there, and then eventually they went into like a barn, and then there was a ring there too. Right. And had the rest of the match. It was just great. Like you said, it was cinematic. Like they brought out. All the fucking He's got spots. a gardener. His, I think his family had something to do with it. Oh, it was so hilarious. It was so good. But like, we're going to see the new the iteration camera of angles. the camera obviously, obviously, it's pre-recorded. It's not live. You know, they they definitely shoot it. So it's... Cinematic. It's cinematic. Yeah, they actually did a... Uh, 
I have to give credit to Darby Allen, even though he just absolutely irks me. That match that he had. Is it the hot sauce thing? No, I don't even want to talk about the goddamn hot sauce thing. Like, if you want, you if know, you want to giggle a little bit, search uh, Google search hot sauce and Darby Allen. We're not going to talk Dillon about it. Is Go stupid. for it. Um, he had something to do with like this really cinematic uh, match. It was, it was with a match him between Sting. him, Sting. I believe it was Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, wasn't it? Um, I think so. I think that was right, and that was like it was the right same around the thing. FTW it was like, uh, times. It was like pre-recorded, and it yeah. was really cinematic. It was really good. So, yeah, I don't even know what the stipulations are. I was just in when they said it was at the Hardy Compound. Mm-hmm. So, this is going to be crazy. This must be just absolutely nuts. I always think about Isaiah when all this happens because he grew up a huge Hardy Boys fans, like what you just said. We all did. And ever since um, his brother Mark Cassidy, well, I mean, Mark Quinn's Mark Cassidy, Mark Quinn's been injured for I don't know, probably six months. But even prior to that, they've been working with the Hardy, well, Matt Hardy at least. Yeah. But this has got to be like you were saying, like a, a dream come true that you're having a match with Matt and Jeff might like. be in the final cinematic hardy match like yeah they've t- they've teased about being this their last run with the with uh sure and wrestling as a tag team or just in general yeah I this mean, is only the second time for this to ever happen so yeah it could genuinely be the last one right it's, it's how epic it's it again nipples hard I, i'm so excited for the firm like the guys in the firm are just like well at least lee moriarty and ethan page lee uh or uh big bill big bill hope Something works with him. It just doesn't seem to be clicking for me personally. But yeah. uh, Lee Moriarty, Ethan Page, uh, Stokely is my dude. Uh, absolutely love them. So I'm glad they're getting a really good push. What a cool opportunity for them, too, to be able to face the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Insane. I'll yeah. take the loss. I don't even care. You right. know, like if it's me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the loss. Oh, yeah. To be a part of that. <laughs> sure. Swanton bomb me from like the top of Ma- Matt's house. Like, oh, let's my God. Just, I don't even care. Let's, let's not go. tempt him. Last time Matt Hardy did a, uh, a high spot, he almost died. <laughs> that was Awful. We don't talk about. We only talk about good things with wrestling, <sighs> and we hope you enjoyed talking about positive things with wrestling. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. That's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we are. It is Sunday night, afternoon. I don't even know what time it is. Uh, this will be posted obviously Monday morning. We've had a little bit of an issue with the past few weeks getting on schedule. Uh, a couple of people have been sick. We, like I said, we got a new puppers. Yeah, do so loop. we've had so a couple things for going. With us. Uh, thank you so much. Well, I'm so sorry we missed you last week. We, we really wanted to get to it, but just could not make it happen. Life, life. But do us a favor, uh, sticking with the positive attitude all the way around. Always. Do us a solid positive thing. Put it into the world, and go on to Instagram. Go on Facebook, whatever social media platform uh, that you have, and post a screenshot of you listening to this. We'd really appreciate that. Share it with your friends. Because we can't see it if you don't tag us in it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll reshare it on our platform. Which is at CAW Wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I believe. Yes. uh, YouTube. Uh, A lot of these are all of our our podcasts get transcribed into videos. So if you want to listen to it on YouTube because you don't like dealing with you know big podcasts i get that maybe you're not a novel person that's cool if not you can find us on spotify amazon you can find us on google podcast apple podcasts itunes whatever Wherever they're using you listen to your uh, podcast and you can find me on twitter at a bacon party you can find me at gunk dudley and thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it and we will see you next week on coffee and wrestling a wrestling podcast